0: Uh, hi, welcome, a uh, 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 big welcome, especially if you're new and visiting with us, but you're online. Uh, welcome, Pastor Fergus, and uh, all of these guys here, uh, um, they are here every weekend, right? And uh, we want to invite all of you guys who are online to join us uh, every weekend, if you can, physically here as well. But if not, then really glad that you are here. Why don't everybody just turn back and look at the camera and just give a wave, right? Everybody just give a wave, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yep. Okay. They're zooming out online. You can see, you can see the, the, the crowd here. It's always a joy to be here with you. It's an extra joy to be here on Mother's Day. On Mother's Day. So I really just want to give a, a, a big shout out uh, um, to, uh, to not just actually to, to, to mothers, but actually I, I just felt like today I just wanted to acknowledge um, mothers and women in general, because I, I, I think that um, I don't really know how to frame this, so I don't want to trip over my, my, my own self. But uh, I want to share with you guys just some things that, maybe things that's been in my heart before I actually launch into the preaching of, uh, of, of the sharing today, right? I just want to share with you something that's been in my heart. Um, my, in the course of growing up, in the course of being in ministry, uh, sometimes it grieves me a little bit. Sometimes it grieves me more than a little bit. Uh, whenever I, I see or hear people um, uh, talking about how women have a very limited place in ministry, I've personally been extremely blessed by women who are mothers or mothers-to-be um, uh, in the course of my own uh, 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 journey. In, towards becoming a pastor. Uh, I can name you uh, um, the, 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 the many women in SIBKL who have really deeply shaped uh, 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 who I've become. And really today, even before we begin, I just want to say a big Uh, a virtual thank you, you know, uh, uh, to to women like Pastor Lee Chu and and to to Anne Anne and Nkiteong, you know, uh, um, uh, a a very dear colleague of mine, Lindy, you know, who right now is preparing to preach Mother's Day in main church, you know. Uh, By the way, um, uh, some of you may know that uh, myself, Pastor Isaac, and Pastor Lindy, um, for, uh, both of them from the main church. Of course, you don't see them so often here. If you are new uh, to to our church here in Sungai you may never have heard of these names. But for most of us, we know we know um, Isaac and Lindy. Uh, permit me to use their them by first name without the pastor. Uh, most of you all may know that I work very closely with with uh, with Isaac and Lindy, and I just want to to share a little anecdote. One of the things that that very commonly happens whenever I'm we are having meetings, we meet every week uh, uh, to chart the, the 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 next season for SIBKL as a whole church, and and one of the things that. Often happens when we meet is that Isaac and I will burrow down some rabbit hole, we'll start discussing, you know, like like details and, 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 and plans and and, and and things like that. You know, we, we we and then we start debating things and we get uh, uh um we 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 do this whole we do this whole kind of like organizational planning thing. And somewhere along the line, inadvertently, our dear sister Lindy will always say something like, Oh yeah, you know, uh, I'm not as pandai as you guys, want. You know, uh, if you know, if you know, Lindy, like Sharon's laughing because she, she knows exactly she can hear Lindy saying that, right? Um, I'm not as pandai as you guys. You guys can think in a certain way. You guys can, 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 can reason in a certain way. I'm not pandai like you guys, you know? Um, and, and, but, and then, you know, but you know what? Every time she says that, I kind of want to tell her, Lindy, don't undermine yourself so much. You know, because I, I, is it because you somehow feel and that 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 maybe because you don't discuss points the way Isaac and I do, maybe because you don't uh, think, uh, uh, you don't reason, that you don't you, you don't articulate the way we do. Is it that you is that why you think that you don't have so much value in this in, in this you know room of the three of us? You know, um, and I and I want to say this because it it just hit me you know even perhaps more recently that. Maybe it's not just her, maybe it's many women in the course of being in ministry, or even for that matter, being in corporate, being working, being whatever in whatever arena you are in. Many of you are mums, but you feel that perhaps you 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 actually genuinely believe that you're not as so to speak, pandai as some of the you know what, it's so not true. It is so not true. Um uh, when where often when Isaac and I go into our little rabbit holes and Lindy will say this thing which she always says, you know, in a matter of minutes or seconds, she will say something, she will draw us, she will snap us out of our, our, our you know, you know, you, you know, sometimes when guys discuss something, they can get a little bit fixated about it, right? She'll snap us out of it, she'll show us God, she will show us uh, uh, um what the holy spirit is saying to us at that moment she will point us toward a uh, down a direction that honestly the both of us were not pointing down you know and i value that so much i value that so much and i wanted to take this opportunity to share this with you because who knows in in, in half an hour she in one hour she might be standing at the by stage <laughs> undermining herself like hey i'm not so panday one ah, you know and all that you know but you know what no, no, no. She like many of the women who have shaped me. Like many of, if not all of you women who are in front of me right now, um, have so much uh, um uh, 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 capacity and and if we can say power that I saw so, uh, that often still takes me by 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 just kind of takes me by. I don't have the word for that. No, it's not a surprise because it, 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 that, it that would be the wrong way to think of it. Um, it, just, it, just, it just arrests my heart. It just constantly keeps coming in to arrest my heart and show me that we need each other so much. And it will be so uh, uh, narrow and foolish and, and, and we will, will be missing out on so much if we, if we kind of keep thinking that women have a very limited place not just in ministry, but in in so many arenas in life. So with that, I just really want to say a huge thank you, not just to the mums, but to all the women who are shaping the lives of the people in this church. You know, on this morning and every week in cell groups serving here. Thank you so much for always giving us a, a fresh perspective, for always giving us snapping us out. By us, I speak on behalf of the men, uh, snapping us out of our, of our little loops in our head, you know. Thank you so much, right? Now, I'm going to start uh, sharing on, uh, about Mother's Day, you know. Um, maybe maybe I, sh- I shall just click, right? I shall just click. I'll be, uh, today's sermon will be quite simple. Two main points, right? Or two main movements. I will be sharing on um, Mother's Day, birthing and parenting. Okay, so I'll be sharing a little bit on on the first point, and then for the second point, I'll be inviting Athelia, my dear wife, to come here and to share uh, something with you on Mother's Day, birthing and pain, right? Um, But we'll get to that. We'll get to this in a moment, okay? Uh, Let me just uh, do the first one. In fact, let me show you um, a text from the Bible, right? Romans chapter 8. I'm going to make sure um, I'm not blocking the screen. And let me read this out. You guys can see this? You guys can see this, right? Okay, online you guys can see this? Yeah? Yeah, you can see this. I didn't hear anything, but I assume you can see this. Romans 8, verse 18, and I'm skipping a a, a couple of verses in the middle, but let me read this out for you. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is going to be revealed revealed to us. For the creation eagerly waits with anticipation. Wow. Say that, say that with anticipation. Anticipation, right? Creation eagerly waits with anticipation for God's sons to be revealed. Now, this, this sons here is gender neutral, okay? It's just a translation, renders it as sons. It's sons and daughters, okay? I probably should have grabbed it from the NIV so that it doesn't, so, so that it honors the daughters in our midst, but sorry for that. Um, Anticipation for God's sons and daughters to be revealed. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together with labor pains until now. Now, this text in Romans 8 is sandwiched in between some amazing parts, one of the most amazing parts of Scripture you can find. Romans 8 begins with, with um, the comparison between what the law is incapable to do and what the Spirit of God is doing. And then it leads from there to talking about how those who belong to the Spirit, you know, walk according to the Spirit, they are guided by the Spirit, and how? How do we ordinary, normal, human, fleshly beings become guided and led by the Spirit when we are adopted into sonship and daughtership under through the power of the Holy Spirit? We become adopted children. That is our birthing. And then all of creation is now waiting, groaning with labor pains, waiting, groaning in anticipation for what? The revealing of the children of God for the showing up of the children of God for for the for, for God's children to really come into maturity and to be saved and to manifest the power of King Jesus. And all of creation, it means that the rocks and the hills are waiting for that. It means that that the that the magma and the larva and the larvae are all waiting for that. You know, all of creation is anticipating the restoration when the children of God reverse the curses of Genesis 3, right? and bring about the full dominion and restoration, not just over the earth of all creation, but also of the people, humankind, right? All of us. Now, what do you see here, right? The sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is going to be revealed to us. What I want to share with you is this, that we are all on a journey of being matured. We are all on a journey of maturing from one level of maturity to another. And to some extent, that is our birthing. So, you will notice that we look different today. We are on, I'm on stage, I've got a TV, you know, um, and today we tried doing our icebreakers differently on stage with a TV, Um, you experience what it's like for the team at the back to go like, whoa, press this, whoa, click that, whoa, what's going on, you know, are you clicking from here, are you clicking from there, what's going on, right? To some extent, we are birthing a church, we are birthing things that resemble church, in fact, I tell you something. Uh, Athalia and I, we've got three kids. We've got Isabel, she's eleven. Elliot is eight, and uh, Eleanor is five. And people sometimes ask us, "Are you planning to have a fourth, right?" And are you? Why? why are you? It's not that bad. It's not that bad, right? <laughs> but, but we 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 joke back. We joke back, saying that we do have a fourth. We do have a fourth, and the fourth is S I B K L at Sunaybulu, right? And, and all spaced out three years from one another, right? And as I be Bulo, this time, I carried the gestation for nine months, right? Of course, we joke, right? And, and just because, just because I, I gestated this for nine months doesn't mean my spouse doesn't have an important role, okay? And I say this for my own benefit because I have an important role. With <laughs> anyways, anyways, in many senses, we are birthing a church, in many ways, we are we are giving birth to what you've always known to resemble a church. And maybe you walked in a few weeks ago and you saw, What a weird church is this? They got Zoom in front with a laptop and they're like talking into a camera, and then they turn every once in a while to acknowledge us. It's like, what, what kind of church is this? You know, in some ways, that's what we're doing, right? We are growing what we are doing here, and week on week, you're gonna see us refine some of these little things we do, and then when things We're going to have prayer altars here. And the next thing you know, we are out there doing prayer walks. We're out there sharing the gospel, you know, to the greater Sungai Buloh area. And then suddenly you're going to say, oh, now finally it looks like a church as I recognize it. And so to some extent, that's what we're doing. We are birthing a church. And there is a certain degree of parenting in the course of building a church but i really want to impress this upon you serving team uh you guys might feel this might you might get hit by this the last right uh, not only because you're right at the back but because what i'm going to say is this all the technical things that looks like church feels like church sounds like church is often the least church thing of church And I don't say this to undermine our serving team as well, because gosh, like we have been like every Saturday rehearsing this, right? Um, And, but you want to know something? I read this, I read this, this this quote by Pastor Francis Chan. You guys know Francis Chan? He shut down his mega church and started uh, some small churches, right? Um, And he wrote this, I've got two pages of this quote. I'm going to read it out to you, okay? One of the most debilitating issues facing the church is the lack of maturing her members. Churches are filled with children who never grow up to become parents, and they are not expected to. Many pastors expect their members to sit under their teaching till they die, rather than training them to leave and shepherd others. Wolf. Gosh, when I read this, I told myself, I don't want to be this kind of pastor. And, and it, it hit me that if we get obsessed about the screen and the TV moving in and out and the screen coming on and off, we might, we might accidentally become this kind of church where I start having more and more people listening to me. Who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe it shouldn't look like that. Maybe it shouldn't look like that, right? And then next thing you know, more and more people and more and more people, and then we keep cranking this up and the lights, and the sound, and the show. And then next thing you know, we can just gain more sights and gain beamers all around the world. And who knows, you know, like, look, if we do if we do what we're doing, any half good, it might just happen to our detriment. Because we don't want, and we do not believe, that the church is really about all this. these things facilitate something else. These things facilitate the maturing of the sons and daughters of God so that they grow up. And let's look at what else Francis Chan has to say. While many pastors boast of how many children sit under their care, doesn't it make more sense to boast of how many have graduated from their care? Isn't it more a sign of failure when when children are unable to leave the house? Raising thousands of consumers. It's not success. Woof. I, I have you know, this hit me. That's why I'm showing it to you. We're not here to raise consumers. So I want you to turn to the person next to you and then quickly turn back to me, okay? <laughs> okay? Introverts now are like, oh, he's doing this. And he promised me he was not gonna do this. <laughs> Every single one of you should be raised to be a spiritual parent, a spiritual father, and a spiritual mother. That's our calling. That's my calling as your pastor. That's Pastor Ramesh's calling as your pastor is not to raise you up to be a spiritual consumer so that you can have your favorite chair and your favorite routine and your favorite thing, and you come in every Sunday and you sit there and then the moment someone breathes, even remotely breathes to you, that, hey, um, we've got a role for you in your cell group. Oh, hey, uh, uh, I would like you to meet someone who is new in church or something like that. You're, gonna, You're the one, you know, because it's going to disrupt my, my, my perfectly coiffed, uh, normal life in church, right? No, it's your own journey and responsibility to grow and into not a child, like imagine you're 40 years old, you're still living in your mother's basement or something like that, and you're complaining about her food, you know, and like, you know what? Go cook your own food, right? right? And so, I don't, I, I don't say that in the mean spirit, right? Um, but so, my friends, spiritual parenting, Is going to be something you're going to hear more of in this church because we will not just sit on our rear ends and just feed and feast, right? Uh, We're going to grow. We're going to grow in maturity. We're going to grow to be strong. We're going to grow. And so, my friends, really, whether we truly birth a church, it's not depend on all these things. These things facilitate the maturing of the sons and daughters. Whether we truly birth a church hinges on how we have raised up spiritual parents. Amen? Amen? Okay, now, Here's the thing. Most of us, we have not been spiritually parented, or at least not in an obvious way. Some of you have had the privilege of have, sitting under the care of pastors who have been close enough to you. Maybe because of leadership, you got close enough. That's my journey, right? Because of becoming a young adult, cell leader, asking a lot of annoying questions, until Pastor Chu and Pastor Li kind of semi-noticed me. Um, uh, and then somehow I became a, a, a leader in cell. And then I came into Pastor Lichu's orbit. And I, I gained so much because when I sat in within her orbit, I learned so much. I was, I became spiritually parented. That became my journey. But for many of you, if you walk into church and you just kind of like, Sit wherever you're sitting, you know. It doesn't have to be the back row or the front row. It could be wherever you're sitting and it's in and out for you, you know. Um, You may very well just ghost in and out of church for your whole life um, and never go within the orbit of someone who is going to spiritually parent you. And so, for most of us, we've never experienced it. And because we've never experienced it, we don't know how to give something we've never received. And so I don't want to be naive to think that, oh, if I encourage Sunna Bulo to be spiritual parents, tomorrow they're going to wake up and, you know, bring someone under their wings. So it, it doesn't happen so quite so simplistically. And so it, it, it involves a journey of being together. It involves a journey of walking together. It involves a journey of serving And so I want to take my hats off to the team who are around the back and around this side serving. Come on, let's just give a hand. Let's just give a hand because because you know what? I can tell you those guys, those girls, all girls at the back right now, right? Those girls serving, the guys and girls serving here, you know what? They are going to grow when their rubber hits the road on the Sundays when serving becomes difficult and then we huddle and then we debrief and then we make sense of it and this is just one of the many ways in which we disciple and in SIBKL we call it task equals cast, right uh, you whatever task you're given is an opportunity for, gr- for you to grow your task your character your attitudes your skills and your knowledge right but that's just one way of growing disciples and there are many more ways and we intend to raise up multi-dimensional whole disciples, you know, in SIBKL. And so here we are, right? I want to pray for you. If you feel convicted in your heart that you would like someday to spiritually parent someone because you never had the privilege or maybe you have and you know, you see a little bit today what it could be like, what it could look like to be spiritually parented by someone so that you so that someone grows in maturity, so that you can be the catalyst for someone growing in maturity. You know, Paul, the apostle, was a spiritual parent to Timothy. You can read about that in First and Second Timothy. But you know who else was a spiritual parent over Timothy? His grandmother, Eunice, and his own mother, who is unnamed. And so, my friends, we need spiritual parents in every shape and form, in your home and in the church family. And so, if you would like to make that step and say, God, I would like to grow into a spiritual parent one day. I don't know how this is done. I've never gone this way before, but I would like this. I just want you, you don't have to raise your hands super high because the folks at the back can see all your hands and then then suddenly you think maybe they're going to come and give me a phone call, you know, we're not going to give you a phone call, right? I just want you to just flip your palms open where you are, right? So that nobody can see, it's just you. Flip your palms open where you are, close your eyes, so that all eyes are closed anyway. And I want to pray for you, for the impartation of the power of the Holy Spirit to begin that adoptive work, that when it adopts you into the ministry of a spiritual parent. He's going to bring someone before you one day and prepare you. And you won't do it perfectly, but you will do it faithfully. Amen? With all your hands flipped open right where you are. Heavenly Father, I just want to pray and minister upon all my brothers and sisters, the moms and the dads, and even the younger children right now who are here. In the name of Jesus Christ, I just pray that your own Father heart, your own heart for the raising of sons and daughters will come and minister and fill our um, our sisters and brothers in this hall today. And Father, I pray that we will first be re-fathered by you. We will first be reparented by you so that we can go on a journey of knowing what it's like to be parented in a spiritual way. And Father, I pray that day by day, you will release our sisters and brothers here into a ministry of being able to just grant grant to someone the joy of a bit of instruction, a bit of love, a bit of care, a bit of attention, a bit of, uh, of guidance, maybe even a bit of Bible, a bit of teaching, a bit of learning together, so that we can all learn and be instructed to walk in the ways of our dear Lord. So, Father, I thank you for all of the hands that are open before you. And as they open their hands, it is a posture of receiving. Father, I pray you impart upon them a transforming power in their spirit right now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. You guys received it? You guys believe by faith that you've received it? Amen. Amen. I'm going to invite my beloved wife, Athalia, to come and share with you about birthing. And
1: pains. Uh, So TV, right? Okay, I was like, we choose this week to do all this. Okay, hello everyone. Of course I'm here to talk about labor pain. Given, you know, that he's no direct experience. He has vicarious experience, having, you know, been with me. But uh nearer, okay. Sorry, hello online. Sorry about that. Um, yes, so uh, he thought it'd be a good idea for me to share, I guess, some experience and some of my thoughts on this. And so uh, here I am. Not 100% willingly, <laughs> I must add. <laughs> but well, we do hard things, don't we? Okay. Um, I spent the week thinking about motherhood. Um, and Motherhood usually starts with birth, right? And uh, any mother who has given birth will know that um, I think that there is a breaking that happens in the process, you know that, that um, it's not bringing about new life is not something that just happens easily. That's why they call it labor. It's, it's hard work. And usually, you know, there's, there's, there's pain involved. There's, you know, that's sorry to be graphic, you know, there's tearing, there's a cutting. Either way, you know, you, you get the baby out through an incision or through splitting, Right? And that's part of the processor. And I was thinking about it, like, why? Um, what is it about new life that, that needs? Um, what, why does it have to be that way? And it's a motive that actually we see um, everywhere in the biblical narrative. Uh, and so I'm going to explore it a little bit. I'm going to talk you through some of, some of the ways we see it. Uh. One of the first places we see it is when um, Eve was formed, actually. Interestingly, right? Adam had to have his side open and taken out for Eve to come into being. Uh. So okay, la, I guess maybe he's the only one who's experienced something akin Giving birth, right? You know, a side opened up, right? And then after that, you see the passing of the Red Sea. You know, the sea was torn into two for, for the nation of Israel to pass through. And that actually is a, a picture of, of birth. You know, they, 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 they pass through the Red Sea. The, the sea is split. They pass through the Red Sea and they come out on the other shore, a new nation, newborn, free. And uh, it's a picture actually uh, of, of baptism. You know, we, we had a baptism. You emerge from the waters. Uh, the representation is that you have a new life, right? And so, uh, then after the Red Sea, before they crossed the promised land, the Jordan also was split into two, right? And they crossed. There's always a splitting. There's always a breaking of something in order for something new to emerge. Um, And then we go to, like, the the new Adam, Jesus in the New Testament, right? On the cross, his side was pierced, and it references Adam's side being pierced, right? And then when the water and the blood comes out, those are symbols of new life, new covenant, a new way, a new creation is being birthed through that process. Um, The temple veil being ripped apart when he breathed his last, it's a sign of the old covenant passing, the new covenant coming, the new covenant coming into being, into life. And when he rose, the tomb opens up, right? It can't contain the new life, the resurrected life, the, the glory. And I think in the same way, right, that a mother's body is forever changed by pregnancy and birth, Jesus' own body was changed by the crucifixion and the resu- resurrection. You know, when he came back to life, he still bore the marks of the crucifixion. And it's to say that actually, giving birth, giving, bringing about new life, always leaves its mark on you. You know, it changes you. It um, it breaks you, and in that breaking, you become. You had, you grow in capacity. You grow in strength. And, uh, and I share all this to say that we don't want to be broken. We don't want to go through painful experiences. We don't want to be torn apart. Right? Um, but as we look at this pattern, as we look at Jesus, um, maybe we can reframe how we think of these experiences not just birth, but I guess everything that is difficult and painful in life, and see that new life comes through it. In in this breaking, in this tearing, in this, um, in in the sorrow, truly joy comes, and new life, in a way that we cannot um, possibly imagine, bigger and better, comes emerges from it. I think that that's that's something that uh as mothers we have some experience of it, we know it intimately, and I think we can share it with um everyone else. So that's I think the the one thing I want to share. Uh particularly also actually I like to talk to expectant mothers. When I talk to them, a lot of them, they always fear the process, you know, but uh Encourage you that that because of what Jesus went through on the cross, He is able to identify, understand, and He would give you you give us the courage, actually, and the strength to to go through with it. So I guess that's that's uh, my encouragement to you know expectant moms, new moms, would be moms, one day moms. Yeah, I don't know. I th- I think that uh, we don't often get. Um, space to speak into that uh. but um, I want to move on from that group uh, and to speak to a different group of people uh. Okay. Uh, when I was thinking about what to share on Mother's Day, um, there's a group of people that came to mind, and that's close to my heart and I feel that it's a group that rarely gets addressed in church so I want to take this I guess time and space to speak to acknowledge those who want to be mothers and fathers but aren't and so I guess specifically those who have who are struggling with infertility who want to conceive but cannot um, and I know that Mother's Day can be hard for a lot of women who are going through that because everyone's celebrating mothers and children and they're sitting there feeling that I'm missing out. You know, it's not what I want. I want I want to be a mother. I want to have a child, but I can't. And I think that that pain is um, so often silenced. And I want to take the... I want to say that you are seen and that you're not alone in that pain. And I think the, connected to that is actually those who suffer from secondary infertility. And that is when you already have a child or you already have more than one child but you can't conceive another, you know? You would actually want to have more, but you can't. And I think that that's a special kind of pain because I, 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 I've I talked to women and they feel that um, they don't even have a right to grieve that, that loss of, you know, because it's like, oh, I already have a child or I already have children, you know, like it feels ungrateful. But I wanna say that, that the pain is a real pain and it's a valid pain, and that you're not alone in it, and that I want you to know today that God is near to you, and he holds you close, and that uh, in matters to him, he knows that, he knows, he knows, I think, the silent cries that you've hidden, um, and I want to spend some time, I guess, ministering into that space later. Uh, but last, last group actually that uh, I want to talk to, uh, those who have hopes and dreams of being parents and especially mothers, but you find yourself single. Uh, and as the years pass, you find yourself feeling that you're barren and alone in what is literally a no man's land, you know, I, I speak to a lot of uh, I guess singles who who struggle with that with, you know, saying that I've always dreamed of having a family of my own, but as the years go by and and some of it is decades, you know, as they wait, um, that dream doesn't come to pass. And I think at some point, I was, I was talking to a single, you know, that they have to make peace with, okay, I don't think it's gonna happen. And how do, I, how do I move on from that? What do I do with that? That, that hopes and those longings and desires, you know? And um, I want to say that I think we're not good in church at seeing and acknowledging this particular pain, this, this, this grief that many people carry. And so I just want to say actually today that you are not alone in this and that God sees the hurt. And he longs to gather you in his arms, you know, and and to offer you comfort. You know, the way that a mother would gather a child, that's how, that's, that's God's heart for us in this, you know, that you are his beloved child and that what hurts you hurts him and that The invitation today is that we can come to him with that and that he will meet us in this pain. And he will meet us in our sorrow and in our grief and in our loss. And as we yield to him, that he's able to bring forth something new and beautiful and to remake it and to redeem it. And that is really a big part of the hope that we have in him. And I think I just want to encourage all of us that, that we have that. And he's here waiting to meet us uh, and give us that. And I think that's that, that's all I have to say and to share that's in my heart for everyone here. Um, let's Let's bow ahead and and, and and meet
0: him. Father, we want to thank you, Lord, for the work that you are doing. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that we can come before you into a safe space and allow and allow our hearts, our hopes, our our wishes, many of them which have been lying there for a long time. Waiting, waiting, hoping, um, wondering if anything would happen. In church, I just want you to know that the Lord is here. The Lord is kind. The Lord is gentle. The Lord is, is um, interested and active and present in, in your life. The Lord desires to meet you where you are in whatever situation you are in. Now it is not my place or Athelia's place or church's place to tell you that you are at that place, at that point where um, as Athelia mentioned a few moments ago, that, that maybe for some of you you're not sure whether the time you've been waiting so long and it's the time to to bury a dream and, and, and to put it into the ground and say, Lord, I give this or I give this up and I and, and I want to move on. It's not our place to tell you. It is something that the Lord will be journeying with you into. But if you do sense a stirring in your heart, and it doesn't just have to be now because, you know, it's a church service, but if you do sense a stirring in your heart in this season that the Lord is leading you to die to a dream, to die to a a, a hope, then my prayer, our prayer, is that as that kernel falls to the ground, it becomes an opportunity for new life to spring back up out of it, without which that new life may not even be able to spring out of. And we all know that that was exactly how it was for King Jesus. That was how it was for Jesus. He He had to put his own life, what is more precious than your own life? to put his own life on the line and allow that kernel to fall. But out of its falling, out of its falling, new life, new life as you cannot even calculate because here we are some 2000 odd years forward across the world, gathered here with different backgrounds and all enjoying the powers of the new life that was unleashed because one kernel fell. And so my friends, I want to encourage you, especially for for those of you whom Athelia spoke to, quite specifically, um, if you are in one of those groups, I want you to hold on to this, hold on to this. And I want to now just broaden it out a little bit and include the brothers. If there have been career goals that have just never found their way to their their necessary end. And you just find yourself just wondering whether there is just something that, a a dream you want to die to, a hope. Maybe there was something that you always desired in your heart. It may not even be a career thing. It may be a life thing that you just always wanted to go a certain place or fulfill a certain thing or to be able to see a certain someone or, or whatever it may be. And you're, you're, you've been carrying this. This can be any one of us. And I want you to know that on this Mother's Day, the Lord wants to reparent you, to take you on a journey to reparent you um, so that He can, he can lift you uh, um, out of wherever you are in. And if the kernel falls, He says, I will cause new life to come upon it. When that kernel falls, he says that, do not keep your eyes on the kernel that falls. Keep your eyes on me, my son. Keep your eyes on me, my daughter. Because I am the one who can give you new life. I am the one who can breathe, who can breathe a resurrection into whatever that is dead. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I just speak, I just speak your goodness, your mercy, to just minister into all our hearts right now. In Jesus' name, I speak your mercy and your goodness and your grace upon us right now. Father, bless us and be with us. Fill our hearts. Church, for just another moment, just remain in this attitude of worship uh, and and prayer for just this one more moment. I want to invite the mothers to just rise up because we would like to pray for you specifically. I know last week I invited the mothers to, the, 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 those who stood up for prayer to stand to the back, but I think today because we're all mothers, there's a specific one for mothers. So I invite the mothers to come to the front. Mothers, can you just step out of your seat and come to the front? And I invite the brothers, however many of you who are available, to just come around the front. And if there are not enough among us right here, I want to invite the Connect team just come out and pray, you know. Just just stretch our hands. Mothers, okay, this is great. Mothers are standing here, all facing forward. That's great, that's so good. Mothers, all the mothers can come out and stand here. Grandmoms, you're also mums. Let's stretch our hands to, our, to these, to these, the, the women who have raised the boys and girls into into the men and women of the next generation. Father, we want to thank you. And for all the mothers online, just don't want, want, want to want to take a special moment. You want to include all the mothers online. Mothers online, I just want you to hold your hands open. You see the moms here standing here, holding their hands open. You too are included. So mothers online and mothers on site, we are all in this together. Let's all pray. And if you are online, I want you to uh, I want you to stretch out your hand. And and if you can do this online, can you turn on your video and stretch your hand? just so that the mothers can see that someone is stretching their hands forward and praying for you. yeah. Online, if you're online for online, just turn on your video and stretch your hand, right? So that everyone, all the moms online can feel included as well, okay? Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord God, for the mothers in our midst. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for your hand upon them. Father, I pray, Father God, that every day you will just grant to the mothers in our midst such a growing of capacity um, to face everything that they face, to hold so much in their hands, um, to carry uh, so much, Lord God, uh, um, in their hearts. Father, to raise up uh, uh, um, um, the boys and girls to become the men and women uh, who are upright upstanding father i thank you lord god uh, for every single mother uh, represented here and i pray father god that their house their homes will always be homes of reconciliation and peace and your shalom will be upon their families father i pray lord god for every member of their households to be rooted and anchored in you lord god i pray that your presence will be so real and so powerful and pregnant in their homes, Lord God and Father, through their through their lives, though they though some some of whom are, are just about beginning their journey of being mothers, and some uh, 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 who are now grandmothers. Father, I pray nonetheless that for every one of them, that you will use them to birth a new spirit in their homes. You will use them to birth a new spirit in church. You will use them to birth a new spirit in their communities, and you'll use them, Lord God. Um, uh, to just uh, bring forth, Lord God, uh, such, uh, such newness of life, newness of life. Lord God, I pray, I pray specifically right now for all the, all, all the scars, all the marks, whether they are birthmarks in a literal sense or birthmarks come from raising children, Father, I just pray for every every mark in their hearts. Father, in Jesus' name, we now bring these marks to come together with the marks of the cross, of the nails on Jesus' hands and feet. And mothers, I want you to know that in bearing these marks and having birthed something of new life, You share in the sufferings of our Christ. You also share in the glory of our Christ. And so I want to just give God thanks for every single one of you and that you don't have to be ashamed of the the things and the pains and the scars that mark you, but you can wear them the way Christ wears the nail. Pierce markings, and He wears them into eternity as a reminder, perhaps as a reminder today, that every single one of the ways in which you have been marked by your own journey, He sees you, He knows you, He values you, He holds you, and one day, we will go back to be with the Lord, And you can come change with him because you have those marks on you too. And so, Father, I thank you for the mothers in our midst and I thank you for the families who surround the mothers in our midst. We pray, Lord God, that your good hand will be upon every single one of our homes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much, mothers. Thank you so, so much. Father, we want to thank you for today's service. We ask, Lord God, that you continue to lead us day by day, week by week, lead us into spiritual uh, 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 parenting, lead us into leading each other, lead us as we birth this church. Not so much all this, though, we do ask you, Lord, help us and lead us as we birth all of these external things. But Lord, we also ask that you lead us as as we birth a new spirit in this church, Lord. So, Father, we thank you and I'll speak a blessing over the church. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his countenance towards you and grant you peace. And all of God's people, shout aloud. Amen. Amen. Amen.